So we're going to continue our look at what it means to be a new creation, to be made new. Now, I'll admit sometimes I like to fall asleep watching TV. You know you wake up those 2 o'clock time mornings. What is on TV at 2 o'clock in the morning? Infomercials. And I, if, I love infomercials. I, I don't know why. I don't even like the products. <laughs> How many of you guys will sit there and watch an infomercial? You don't even need the product. But you have literally sat there the whole entirety of the infomercial. And at the end of it, go, why did I just watch that? You know, how many of you guys have ever watched an infomercial? Let's be honest. How many of you, while watching that infomercial, thought that whatever they were selling sounded like a really good product? That must have been the most amazing deal ever. Why had nobody ever thought of that before? I mean, how long were we supposed to go without a potato peeler that could core apples at the same time? I don't know if they have that product. If they find it, if you find that, you let me know. That sounds really interesting. No, joking. <laughs> but one of those things is the infomercials that they're not actually selling a product, but they're selling self-improvement. You guys ever seen those products? A lot of times it talks about how you can increase your money, increase your attitude, how to be the best you, how to be the better you, a new you. In fact, there's even a couple of weight, was it, what is it, weight watchers? Jenny Craig, one of those weight loss systems where that's literally one of their slogans. They talk about being a new you. Well, being a new you, changing who you are so that you are a better person is not a new concept. And no matter how many infomercials you watch or self-help programs or books that you end up buying, there is only one method that is proven to have a lasting change. There is only one <coughs> author who has wrote a book that contains everything you're going to need to know about how to be a better you. If you have a Bible, I invite you to look with me. Look with me. We're going to look at 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. And if you've ever been around the church, or if you've ever even seen one of those inspirational church Posters, you have probably seen this video. Or you've probably seen this on video, on poster. You have read it, you have heard it. Verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is united with the anointed one, that person is a new creation. The old life is gone, and see, a new life has begun. The old has gone, and the new has what? Come. Now, 
A lot of times when we teach this to children, we use the illustration of a butterfly, right? Pop quiz time. You guys ready? Who can tell me what is the word for when a little caterpillar goes into the cocoon and comes out a butterfly? What's that word? Metamorphosis. Right? Metamorphosis. A transformation, a change. Something becoming different. It's a new way of life. And that's what 2 Corinthians is talking about. The old has come. The old is gone and the new has come, right? Before we go any further, let's look at the rest of that verse. 18 through 21. And it says, all of this is a gift from our creator God, who has pursued us and brought us into a restored and healthy relationship with him through the anointing. And he has given us the same mission, the ministry of reconciliation, to bring others back to him. It is central to our good news that God was in the anointed, making things right between himself and the world. This means he does not hold their sins against them. But it also means he charges us to proclaim the message that heals and restores our broken relationships with God and each other. So we are now representatives of the anointed one, the liberating king. God has given us a charge to carry through our lives, urging all people on behalf of the Lord to become reconciled to the creator God. He has orchestrated this, the anointed one who has never experienced sin, became sin for us, so that in him we might embody the very righteousness of God. Let's look at that a little further then. Now, when people want to make a change in their lives, what are some steps they normally do? We're not a caterpillar. We don't go in a cocoon and emerge later a brand new creation. We have to take steps, right? We want to lose weight, what do we do? We diet, we exercise. We want to look different, we may consider plastic surgery. New hairdos, new clothes. But in essence, all those things are ever doing is changing our outward appearance. It's not changing who we are on the inside.
They're identified by two different things. They're no longer even the same being. And when we become a new creation in Christ, our challenge is to no longer be the same being. It's more than just who we are on the outside. It's more than a hairdo or a diet. It's about who we really are. Now, we talk about self-help books, right? Do you know that if you have anybody, people who want to improve themselves, Americans have spent over $5 million a year on those subliminal message tapes, self-help tapes that are designed to help them do everything from dieting better, having better self-esteem, to even stop smoking. There's a wide range of variety. People have spent over $50 million a year on that stuff. Can you believe it? And yet, there's also been a study that's proven that those don't actually work. They don't deliver the life-transforming power that they promise. They may work for a few months. They may even work for a few years. But you're not really changed. There's a story of a man who was once selling an old warehouse, a building that had been empty for months and needed repairs. Vandalism had damaged the doors, smashed the window, windows, and even thrown trash everywhere. And as he's taking a prospective buyer around the property, the man takes pains to say that, well, if you're interested in the property, I'll fix all the broken windows. We'll bring in a crew to fix any structural damage, and we'll clean out all the garbage. The buyer goes, well, I don't even need that. You see, I'm not buying the building, just the location. I'm going to knock everything off, knock it down completely, and build it up completely brand spanking. Compared to the renovation God has in mind, our efforts to improve our own lives are as trivial as sweeping a warehouse before the wrecking ball comes through. When we become God's followers, when we become people of the Lord, his children, his friends, as we sang earlier, our efforts to improve our own lives don't matter because it's him who is making the change. It is him who is making all things new. All he's asking for us is to let ourselves be used by him and in his power and to be willing to change for him, to be a new creation. It says that we are in Christ. The old has gone, right? If anyone was the anointed one, the Jesus, that person is a new creation. The old life is gone. And see here, 
a new life has begun. We are in Christ. We're in a relationship with him. 2 Corinthians is wrote by the Apostle Paul. One of his favorite expressions, in fact, was in Christ. To have a close, intimate, real relationship with him. We are to be a new creation. Radically changed. <coughs> it's not a minor thing. It's not slapping a coat of paint on our door. <coughs> it's completely redoing the whole house. From the ground up. Because the thing is, part of the reason why we need to be completely done away with is because what's just underneath the house? A foundation, right? And when we are in Christ, we are standing on Christ's solid rock, right? He is our foundation, so we need to be completely redone so that even our foundation is on Christ, in Christ. We have been radically changed, no modern, minor modification, but a complete overhaul. We do not evolve into a Christian. We may grow in our walk, but the very thing of being a Christian is a major change in itself. Our behavior changes. The very essence of who we are begins to change. Ask yourselves, are you more Christian today than you were yesterday? thing is, is, we aren't the ones changing ourselves. We are a vessel being changed by the Lord. It says the old self is gone. Now, some of us are getting older. And as we get older, we start to get aches and pains, right? I've even made this joke before, you know. Every so often, when your vehicle gets so many miles on it, what do you do? You trade it in, you trade it up, right? Your laptop gets too old, you trade it up. But sometimes, we feel like we're so old, we want to trade parts in, right? In fact, some people do. They get new hips, new knees. With modern medicine today, almost anything can be stretched, pulled, pinched, tucked, tweaked, enhanced, suctioned, or peeled away so that we could even look like a new person. But the matter of moving pieces and parts around doesn't do anything about what's on the inside. We can get a complete extreme makeover, but if we fail to take care of our body on the inside, that doesn't erase the damage it's done. What if there were ways in which whatever has been done on the inside can be completely erased and redone? 
There are things in our lives that we would just have preferred never happen, right? Think about it. When God comes into our lives, we are have entering into a life-changing decision. All the old stuff of our life, all the things that we wish would go away and had never happened, they can be gone. They may not physically disappear, but the emotional baggage with those things, the emotional pain, the emotional damage that we have suffered, the Lord can heal. Every aspect of our life can be brand new. The change promised by God is not one where things get hidden or glossed over with. What God's talking about is complete and new and proved to you. You are now the same as you were. The old parts aren't hidden, but each part of your life is made new. Now, how many of you guys have ever played in the mud? Or seen someone who has played in the mud? And they come in from playing with the mud and they are what? Covered completely head to toe, right? And you will go and tell them, tell them, go clean up. Now imagine, if you will, even after they've gone or you've cleaned up and you're squeaky clean, but you put on the same muddy clothes you just took off. What would be the point? Unfortunately, we can be just like that. That's why those self-helps and the little messages don't work. They may work for a little bit. We go in and we clean up. And then after a while, we put the same dirty stuff back on. We may ask God to change us, and then we go back to wearing the same old clothes, the dirty habits that we used to have, those old things that used to drag us down. God doesn't just want to clean the outer half. He doesn't reshape or even enhance what is already there. What he does is work from the inside out to recreate us. And all this is made possible by God's reconciliation. Verse 18. All of this is a gift from our God, our Creator God, who has pursued us and brought us to Him and restored in healthy relationship. And He has given us the same mission, the mission, the ministry of reconciliation. God has reconciled Himself through Christ, the Anointed One, to change, to exchange. Man has been reconciled to God. Because man was the one who moved away from God. But God is the one who took the initiative to reconcile man back to himself. He made the effort to change us so that we could be reconciled. It says, the anointed one. Christ, who had never experienced sin, became sin, so that in him we might embody the very righteousness of God. Christ 
never sinned, but God caused him to become sin for us so that we could be made right with God. Christ took on who we are, what we are, in order that we may be who he is and what he is. So think about it for a moment. He didn't just take our sin with him. He took it on to himself. He became sin. All the things that we would do, all the things that we've said, he took them upon himself. He is the one who has dealt with it. He's the one who paid the price. And we are the ones who have been given the privilege of being a new creation, being able to move past all of that. Being a new creation is not about being a label. It's about being a living life message. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is using us to speak to you. We beg you as though Christ himself were here pleading with you. Receive the love he offers you. Be reconciled to God. 2 Corinthians 5.20 What we have to do is admit that we cannot make the change on our own. No matter how many self-help books we buy. We. We cannot change under our own power. We need the Lord. Admit that we need him. And then we ask that he would come to change us. That we can be remade into something new, something better. He is just waiting to come into our lives. And finally, this may be the one thing that we struggle with the most. We need to be willing to allow him to come in and make those changes. Because that's the hardest part for some of us, is letting go of the old stuff. We hang on to it. We are the child who's covered in head to toe with blood. who gets out of the bath and puts the same clothes back on. But we need to be willing to say, you know what? No. I'm being made anew. That old stuff is no more. It's behind me. If you want to become a new person, a new being, a new creation, You don't have to spend millions of dollars a year on self-help books. Because the Lord is willing to change you. We're going to play that song we sang the last time. Not because of who we are. But because of what he's done. And it's not because of what we've done, but because of who he is. When we surrender our lives and ourselves to the power and allow the Lord to come in with a wrecking ball, just to get rid of all the old, and to make us completely new, 
then we indeed have become this beautiful new creation. We have undergone a metamorphosis. We are no longer this lumpy, little caterpillar, but instead, we are a beautiful butterfly. As the song plays, we invite you to take this time in prayer. The altar is available if you would like to pray. If you would like someone to pray with you, we'd be more than happy to do that. But just as the song plays, take this time in prayer. And as we're still thinking about the new year, I challenge you to make this new year a time to be a new you.
Heavenly Father, we come before you right now, Lord. We pray, we ask, Lord, for your strength, for your power, that we may indeed be able to become new creations. Lord, we take this opportunity right now. We recognize that, in fact, we need to be remade, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you come into our lives To remake us, Lord. Change us into who you want us to be. And Lord, we pray for your strength and power to be able to, to welcome you in to make these changes lasting, Lord. From the ground up. So that even our very foundation be founded on you, Lord so that it, it's unshakable. And Heavenly Father, we ask these things. We claim victory through these things, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.